Super Scoreboard. The old firm through the decades. Some call it the greatest derby in the world. It is certainly the game that divides a country. When Celtic play Rangers, Scotland holds its breath. It's life or death to Celtic Rangers fans. Would you have signed for Celtic? No. Would you, Peter, have signed for Rangers? No chance. Absolutely not. Henrik was, um, you know, I call him a freak of nature. You know, 242 goals in 315 games. You know, that, that is just freakish. For me, it's the best Rangers team of all time that we were up against, and that's the biggest compliment I can pay those guys. When you walk in the doors, there's a special aura. When Graham left, David Murray actually just said, what do we need here? And we all said straight away, it's that man there. Our challenge, when, when Graham came in, was to put Celtic off the, the top of the league. I don't care who we lose at me. See if you win a sign for us, you can't lose at me, Rangers. I'd have given the world the old firm is beyond anything I've experienced and ever seen and all that as well and you don't know how it is until you actually experience it yourself each family hands down the mantle supporting their particular team and that'll carry on forever Super Scoreboard the old firm through the decades 0141-951-1025 It's time to talk football It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Scotland are in Israel adding the finishing touches to the attempts to top the Nations League group. Stevie Clark says it's important we don't stand still after Euro qualification. And there's disappointment for the under-21s though as they fall at the final qualification hurdle. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna. It's been the greatest week for Scotland's national team in a generation. Gordon, there's still more action ahead. Israel in Tel Aviv tomorrow night. A win guarantees... Victory in the group Promotion among Europe's elite And a much better chance Of reaching another finals At the Qatar World Cup In 2022 We may be headed for level 4 The national team is headed for tier 1 Absolutely Roger Hanna in the studio Gordon DL With us from home this evening Are you alright? Are you safe and well? Uh, I'm perfectly well Gordon Thank you Standing up in my living room As I usually do in the studio So I'm with these in spirit Now well, there are various reasons For people being at home During these uncertain times Gordon is it true There are rumours doing the round That you just didn't want to miss The Bake Off semi-final 8 o'clock So you've decided to work from home tonight No I'm on a strict diet After getting uh, slated on Thursday night Gordon So I've decided just to stay in home Until I, I, I get that weight down But uh, no I was watching a bit of The under 21 games earlier uh, A bit disappointed uh, Scott Gemmell's side not uh, qualifying but it's all eyes on tomorrow night, a big game against Israel. I will take playing the way we played on Sunday, uh, because I think if we played the way we, uh, tomorrow night, the way we played on Sunday, I think we'll score goals and get a victory. It's all become clear, Roger. He's at home because he was getting surgically removed from that Euro 96 top that he had on the other night. Yeah, I thought it was very cruel, the producer suggesting they were sending somebody around to grease the door frame to try and get him through, and, and the guy couldn't make it, so that was trapped in the house. But no, I hope he enjoys the Bake Off semi-final tonight. I know he's... Hugely excited about it And uh, he's a big Matt Lucas fan Never likes mm. to miss it So enjoy Daz, enjoy it He's very much here though And willing to take your calls 0141 951 1025 That is the number you need to get in touch tonight If you would rather tweet Then you can find us on Twitter At Clyde SSB We are slowly but surely getting back towards The domestic stuff But one big international to go So get in touch 
Let us know what you're thinking ahead of the Israel game tomorrow. Um, the chance to top that Nations League group. How important do you see that? I know the, the Nations League has been a bit confusing for people, but it's clearly worked for us in the past. How important do you think tomorrow is? What would you do with the team? Would you go right back to the Serbia team from the other night? Or do you look at Sunday and you can see bits of both that you liked? You tell us 01419511025. Um, if you watch the 21s and you want to share their disappointment, that's fine. Uh, as well Let's do it all On the usual number um, Roger It is a big game though I know it doesn't Immediately capture The imagination But maybe Serbia should Waken us all up To how important The Nations League can be So the reality Is that If we can top This Nations League group Just like we did The last time And I'll go into Some of the permutations later Hopefully everyone stays awake But basically It gives us a very good chance Or a good chance Of a World Cup playoff If we win tomorrow Yeah I, th- I think I might have been Among the people who scoffed At the Nations League When it was first mentioned It's been very kind To Scotland Gordon It was the Nations League That propelled Scotland To Euro 2020 In the back door If you like And it could well be The Nations League That offers Scotland The best chance Of getting to Qatar Two years from now Remember that winter World Cup in the Middle East Um, The World Cup The old fashioned Traditional World Cup Qualifying draw Is on December 7th Scotland are In the third pot of seeds Which is an improvement From from where we've been Recently However there's only one team in each section Guaranteed qualification If we're in the third pot of seeds That means we get one of the big boys And someone who is ranked Another team that's ranked higher So it's going to be difficult to win that group So if you're a runner-up in the group Good chance you'll get into the playoffs Even if you're third in the group But win your Nations League group There could be a chance at the playoffs So let's hope the Nations League continues to be good to us Here's another one for you tonight Because we know what's going to happen Once the domestic football comes back International stuff will go on the back burner A little bit So let's get some predictions in Who are the uncapped players That you think could force their way in To Stevie Clark's squad for next summer Who do you think has got an outside chance We've got a very settled squad at the moment But I wonder if there's anyone out there That you think could be an outside chance of being in that squad next summer Just to get you thinking Why not get your thoughts in uh, on that one uh, Gordon also hoping that the listeners will tell us Who they would pick tomorrow Do you go straight back to the Serbia starting 11 Or was there enough on Sunday That makes you think it might be a combination of both Well I thought we played very well on Sunday Without getting the result Gordon I've got to say uh, But you've got to go to they tried and tested. I thought Thursday night was a fantastic result. The way the boys battled everything, that the plan was put together. I thought we were very unlucky to be out, uh, outdone with a set play with a minute to go in normal time. But we showed great character. Dykes coming back will be a massive boost, obviously. I know that McBurney's come in for a lot of criticism. Um, I've got my own thoughts on that. But I just feel that Steve Clark has got to go back to the team from Thursday night uh, Roger Hanna Any concerns about The likelihood of Christy McGinn Or Tierney Starting a third consecutive game We know that int- uh, Club managers are very Sensitive about these things um, I think they'll probably Just get on with it I would expect it to be The same team that played In Belgrade last Thursday night Are very close to um, Christy and Tierney through no fault of their own Were given something of a rest During the international break A month ago um, When they had to self-isolate After being deemed close contacts Of Stuart Armstrong's So if they play three games this time 
listen, I don't think anyone will, will complain too much. And John McGinn looks as if he could play every day of the week, so I don't think there'll be any complaints. I think they'll all be ready, they'll all want to play, and I'll be very surprised if he deviated far from the team that won in Belgrade. Right, let's hear from you on the phone then. Will it be the exact same team as Belgrade the other night, or would you make a couple of changes? If so, who? What are you thinking in general ahead of the game? And a bit of a... An outside bet for you for next summer Who has got an outside chance of making that squad Because we've been focusing very much on The players that are here And it is a settled squad But I just wonder if you've got any good suggestions That we've overlooked about who might be able To force their way in between now and June 01419511025 Stevie Clark says it's important they don't stand still After qualifying for Euro 2020 He thinks Scotland teams in the past have been guilty of that And says his focus now switches to the World Cup is another step on the, the road to the World Cup in Qatar 2022, which is which is where we want to be. So really until April, the, the focus is on the World Cup. Is is this game can give us a chance uh, to be in a playoff for it as a backup. We want to qualify as of right. We've got the draw for the World Cup in December, which we look forward to. Into pot three, which is a little bit of progress. We've gone from League C in the Nations League to League B, which is progress. We're one win away from progressing to the A group so we want to keep progressing and in football you don't want to stand still because everyone runs past you and and maybe there's a case of that that's what happened over the last 20 odd years so we don't want that to happen to us we have to start again and the next unbeaten run has to start with a victory because we want the three points three points makes us top of the section and doesn't matter what anyone else does so it's in our own hands Okay let's bring in Stevie in Bayliston see what he's got for us tonight Hi Stevie how are we doing? We only update your record. I think Craig End there might not be moved. Oh, for goodness sake, <laughs> honestly, from Bayliston to Craig End, I'll get that sorted. Don't you worry. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Uh, obviously, still buzzing for last week, mate. I mean, no, I'm absolutely in tears. Uh, boys, obviously, in my team, not me, no, we were all the same. Some of your lads hadn't even seen oh, Scotland in the tournament, so as 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 old guard, I've been preparing them. But I think the more I, not me, no, I did say that there. I think they would persevere with McBurney because. As Daz knows, sometimes not me know. Takes a wee while to hit the back of the net, but when you hit the back of the net, then oh, you, you can't stop. You, know, you can sometimes, but I don't know if Roger thinks that maybe John McGottin deserves a wee run out the morrow. I mean, I know Craig Gordon didn't the end rang on Sunday, and I thought that we just dominated the game, but I think with the players that he's got, he's got to freshen it up. No Griffiths, Shankland, not me know McGottin, and. Just to pick up many points you see there, Gordon, I think James E. Forrest and that was still he came into the side, that means so yep. I think we're, we're looking good, mate, that means so never know, that we know Scotty Brown might come out of retirement, that means so again, so but that's just a rumour, that means so. Roger, what do you think? Um I think, as I said at the top of the show, I think he'll go back predominantly to the team that won in Belgrade. I don't think John McLaughlin will play, I think David Marshall will. Um had we won in Slovakia on Sunday and already topped this group Then I do think the McLaughlins The Shanklins Greg Taylors Andy Considines Will all be playing tomorrow night But the manager's laid it in the line He thinks this is extremely important I tend to agree with him Get the win Win the group Get promotion If you get promotion to You know Group A Of the Nations League You're in with Germany France Spain Italy England Glamour games Glamour games at Hamden With crowds back perhaps Big for the SFA, big for mm-hmm. the players. And winning the group, as we said, also gives you a far better chance of getting to Qatar in a couple of years. And if we're excited about getting to a European Championship finals, 
Imagine excitement mm. of being back to a World Cup. Yeah. yeah, again, for anyone who does find it a bit confusing, you're not alone. But basically, the two best Nations League group winners who don't go on to automatically qualify or reach the playoffs via the normal route, because remember, we will still have that normal qualification campaign, they'll then enter the playoffs um, to make up the numbers from, from 10 to 12. So, like I said, in a nutshell, it gives you a good chance of a World Cup playoff if we win the game tomorrow. That that's that's pretty much it because we are going to be hopefully promoted to League A and we'll be in amongst the heavy hitters, the Englands, the Italy's, the Germany's, the Spain, and you have to assume that they are likely to qualify via the traditional route. So that's the that's it in a nutshell at the moment. Gordon DL Stevie talks about persevering with Ollie McBurney. He is the hot topic. He dominated the show last night. I think it's wrong to spend another two hours debating whether Ollie McBurney is good enough for Scotland or not. But I I know that you'll be keen to have your say on it. What do you think? Yeah, I feel for a lad because I watched him in Sunday Gordon. I thought he worked very, very hard. Obviously uh, you've got to see he's got uh, you know a big heart. Took a penalty under a pressure pot on Thursday night. Um, I think his overall play is not the worst I've ever seen. I think he he's determined to go out there and prove a lot of doubters, and he has got a lot of doubters of that, there's no doubt. But strikers, and I've been a striker myself, and it's all about goals. It's all about scoring goals. And I know keep, people keep saying, well, he's not scored in 14 games. Strikers can score a goal, and it could be the most flukiest goal you've ever seen, then go on a run of can't miss. And I think McBurney, and I hope he does, because I am not one... He plays for our country. I think he gives a lot to the country. I think he works very hard for it. I watched him on Thursday, as I said, taking big responsibilities. I watched him on Sunday putting a big shift in. I think we've got to support the boy. He's going through a bad time. And I do think that he will come good. And I think he'll be a big part of the squad. He's not a starter for me, because obviously the number one striker just now, without a doubt, is Dykes. And I think he should start tomorrow night. Yeah. I mean Stevie that's the predicament isn't it I know you're saying that it's worth persevering with Once he scores one the rest will follow But I mean surely Lyndon Dykes comes back in tomorrow does he not? I think obviously it depends on the system he plays and I mean I've had players obviously I mean, it's, They couldn't have a band over a beach ball Gordon you know what I mean? But you stick with them as Gordon says And you, you just sort of like One minute they hit the back of the net And you could deflect off three guys hit the post and had to keep on the back of the end again, but they will claim it. And then after that, you just can't do any rang. And Dykes, I mean, no, Dykes obviously has hit the ground running and he's yet to be in a losing side. So obviously I know what you were saying there, but I think that the more, if he goes with the two, then her man McBurney. You've seen Griffiths other night, Gordon. I mean, if Griffiths had pulled that ball down and then just banged it towards the goal, but he killed it and he played it into McBurney to try and help him. And as Daz knows, I mean, players are trying to help other players through you know, a dry spell or like a bad spell, whatever you want to call it. But I think the more that we know, the played us well enough times, they know what they're up against. And I know he keeps saying that if we win, I think it's made occasionally when we win. You know what I mean? Because we need to start believing. I mean, well, I hope so. Absolutely, hope you're right, Roger. Again, I don't, I don't think it's it's worthwhile having a, a full two-hour Ollie McBurney debate. That's almost the way it descended into last night. But since Stevie brought it up, just to get your thoughts on it, criticism over the top, justified? I think it's over the top. Um, he clearly is a good player. Otherwise, he wouldn't be playing in English Premier League, and Sheffield United wouldn't have paid twenty million pounds to take him there. 
Um, he's had an unfortunate run in front of goal. That can happen. Daz will tell you, you know, 14 games for Scotland. Daz says he once went 14 minutes at eighth without a goal before that train came past. And, you know, <laughs> the, these things do happen. But I, I also, I do tend to think that a lot of the criticism of McBurney stems back to off-the-field things. It stems back to that silly video that appeared on social media when he was supposed to be, you know, dissing the team. It stems back to him not reporting for winning the games pre-season and then playing in that friendly for Sheffield United in the same night. There are people who still hold these things against him and every time he plays for Scotland and doesn't score, then the criticism is amplified. I think he's a decent player. And I'll tell you what's more, Steve Clark thinks he's a decent player and he will be in the squad for the Euros. Stephen Bayliston, Stephen Craig End, my apologies. Thank you very much. Stevie Clark says they won't be getting carried away after qualification. He just wants the team to keep improving. He thinks that will come with experience. I think on the back of your... A long unbeaten run, you, you pick up confidence as you go along. The, the players feel more sure of themselves when they go on the pitch. I, I mentioned when I first took the job about international experience. They're picking up more and more experience as they go along. And they're starting to produce uh, what we expect them to do on the pitch. They're improving all the time and, and hopefully, and we're not getting carried away. We don't think that we're anywhere near the finished article. We have to keep improving. We've built a, a nice squad, a good squad. Uh, you can see the togetherness of the the group, which is really important, uh, the confidence is building. But we lost the last game, so we need to we need to work on the confidence. We need to win the next game and get get ourselves moving again. Andy and Royston, what's in your mind tonight? Good evening. How you doing? Yep, all good. Andy, are you well? I'm okay. I'm okay. Good I've settled down after Thursday night. <laughs> I was on a Thursday night sharing my emotions with. What's it? I just. <laughs> I just everybody that keeps being kids continues to say it's been a great week and it didn't matter about the result on Sunday and, and, and people are reinforcing that everybody I hear speaking but I'm just a wee bit worried that Sunday was actually an opportunity lost it's maybe one that got away that hopefully we don't reflect on to say that we should have done something differently I'm, I'm, I just think about the Nations League right obviously we got the result on Thursday as a result of the Nations League but I was looking back to the last Nations League campaign and you know uh, this is one of your quiz questions. I don't know how many people would get it right. When Scotland were drawn in the last uh, Nations League, we played Israel. I had to check Google to see who else we played. It was Albania, right? And who's to say? I mean, who would have thought that winning the games would have got who likes to boogie into number two in the charts a year and a half later? <laughs> you know, we, we, we all dismissed it as a nothing contest. My point just is that I feel as if putting the eight players, the changes on Sunday, I know the guys need to take a game, but I thought... Potentially we could have went with And again it's about opinion But consensus is There's a stronger team Than played on Sunday night And if we went with a stronger team I think we could have got the result on Sunday Put the league situation to bed On Wednesday night There's an opportunity to give the guys a game And I'm, I, I do think people are trying to get Like we burn their goal there Which is understandable But you've got to think that Just the two main points of the game If Ryan Jack or Callum McGregor are playing Probably they shut down that chance The, the opportunity for uh, It was scored and then Maybe if Griffith starts, does he take one of the chances? It's just small things. Yeah. But I wonder whether Steve Clark even will regret it. And, and sorry for, for going on a bit, but just in terms of getting to Port A, I don't think people maybe realise how important it really is because we've, we've said there's a chance of World Cup qualification. But if you just look at this particular Nations League qualifiers that went there, Iceland finished Group A or Port A, whatever it's called, with zero points last the last Nations League. But because every other Group A team qualified of their own right, I mean, Iceland got the playoff place. Yep. And they played against the, in the playoff with three Group C teams, Hungary, uh, I think Romania and Bulgaria. 
So for Scotland to be in that position, I think it could be a that the game is massive importance tomorrow night, and they could set us up for the next four to eight years. Because if we get to the next World Cup again, we're seeding, go for qualifications. Mm-hmm. I just hope that Sunday wasn't a chance lost. That's a great example that you've used, Andy. That will hit home to people. I think who are maybe still not too sure about the importance of the Nations League. Gordon, what do you think about Andy's point regards the eight changes? Is that what cost us on Sunday? Or not? No, I don't think so. I, 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 listen, I, I can totally understand where Andy's coming from. I think he's making great points here. If I looked at Sunday's performance, Gordon, and I thought we were off it, we were poor, you know, we deserved to get beat, then I would probably be on Andy's side here saying, why did we make so many changes? We didn't need to make eight, let's get the game won, then we can relax going into tomorrow night. I thought the eight changes, you know, were were. Good changes. I thought we played well. I liked the fact that even uh, near the end of the game that we showed we're not a one-trick pony with the system with three at the back. We changed to a four. I thought we looked comfortable. The, the, the only thing was missing, we were unfortunate with the goal and we couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. Now, I said earlier at the beginning of the show, top of the show tonight, if we go and play that tomorrow night against Israel, we'll win the game. Of that, there's no doubt we will win the game. So I don't think the eight changes was a big concern for me. Um, I thought it was just getting everybody game time as well. There's competition there. Um, and I'm very confident. And Andy's right about the, the pathway to you know the next four, eight years. And so every game so important for Scotland. But I'm very confident tomorrow night we'll get a result. Uh, just briefly, Andy, we're a bit short on time. Would you go straight back to the... The same 11 if possible I'm not 100% on Andy Robertson's fitness Roger do you Yeah, yeah I think he's fit to play He's alright uh, Andy would you go straight back To the, the Belgrade team I think so But just again Just based on what Gordon said I agree with him But however You're now in a situation Where Tierney uh, Christie And I think another Have now played two games In, in three days So therefore you're, you're wondering Whether or not Are you guys going to be fit To have the third game in, in, in as many as five or six days So yeah Listen uh, I just hope we don't reflect But as, as, uh, I think everybody agrees 100% behind the team tomorrow night And uh, let's get a victory Top man Andy That was Andy and Royston 01419511025 We're asking you To pick your team for tomorrow What would you do with the team? Go back to the Belgrade 11 Or pick some guys from Sunday uh, Disappointment for the under 21s But we're asking you also Just for a bit of fun Let's think outside the box Who do you think has got a realistic chance Of forcing their way into the squad for next summer? I can already see some tweets on it Let's look at that next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna's in the studio Gordon Diel is in his living room Are you still with us? I'm still here Gordon Good. The wonders yes. of modern technology are you, are you kicked back on that recliner of yours yet? Oh, <laughs> this is lovely I'll tell you what I can sign my contract with this Situation is brilliant I must oh, The only thing I miss I miss you guys And I miss Roger getting my coffee But apart from that I'm, I'm happy I mean Roger He struggles for concentration When he's in the studio For the two hours Sometimes I'll say something to him And I can tell he's not listening Because he's doing something else So goodness knows With all the options He's got at home To distract himself If he's going to be Truly with us Between now and 8 o'clock Well I think Mother was already in tier 3 We haven't even gone up To tier 4 yet So clearly he won't have Any company in the house tonight mm-hmm. So there's no distractions here then. Fortunately we are off Before 8 o'clock When the Bake Off Semi-final starts yeah, Okay we'll see how he gets on 01419511025 On the phones We're asking you A couple of things What are you thinking Are you confident Ahead of the Israel game For Scotland tomorrow What would you do With the team Are you going back To the, the Belgrade 11 Or are you seeing some things from Sunday that you would like to introduce? And what about 
players on the outside of the squad Players who perhaps don't have caps Or haven't been capped in a while That you think could force their way back in Before next summer I'm sure we'll have these discussions Many times between now and then But let's kick it off George is in Wiltshire tonight How's it going George? Hi guys Yeah not bad Not bad uh, Just in from work So <laughs> Yeah um, Tough shift was it? Sorry? A tough shift? Um, not too bad You sound not like Gordon DL A man who's got an easy shift Right what are you thinking about the football tomorrow? Um, well, I, I would like to see um, Scotland play uh, adventurous and play two up front. We seem to we seem to uh, be better when we take the offensive um, right from the off. I, I, it'd be nice to see the likes of um, uh, Lyndon Dykes play with Lee Griffiths and whatnot. Um, Let me ask you this George Because a lot of people say these types of things I keep hearing it, you know, two up front Let's get Griffiths and Dykes Given that we just qualified for our first competition since 1998 With Lyndon Dykes and Ryan Christie And not two up front Why would we change that? Well, okay So there's, there's, there's uh, some thinking behind this, right? Um, yes, we've qualified Right, but it's good to uh, see how uh, you know different partnerships work as well. Now we know that Griffiths is a natural goal scorer. We know that Lyndon Dykes is you know a good at getting the goals both at the club and he's also started at international level as well. So the two could complement. Ryan Christie has done well. He's he's been the standout, uh, one of the standout players um, in getting his qualified fight. Um, hands down um, definitely I wouldn't disagree with that um, it, um, I, I, I think uh, my thinking is you know with the squad we've got available um, we should you know finish um, you know our campaign by playing the strongest possible squad uh, given what's at our disposal um, and that includes threatening Christie somewhere. You yeah, know, I mean, whether that, he plays behind the back, uh, whether he plays behind, you know, the front two, which you know could work. Um, I don't know, but um, yeah, that's that's why I was just asking these questions and whatnot. Sure. In terms of your other two points, well, I'll tell you what, George. Let's let's break them up. Let's do it separately. Roger, what do you make of George's initial thought? Um... I understand where he's coming from. I made a few callers on the show last Tuesday night when I was on with yourself and Daz Gordon talking about a back four and what, and it's all opinions. And I understand there's merit in all of them, but as you say, Steve Clark's got his three finals playing a three-four-two-one. That's what Steve Clark's going to play. Now, if you play Griffiths, and there's merit in playing Griffiths, you've seen Griffiths done in the past those goals against Joe Hart at Hamden, fantastic. But do you leave out either Christie or McGinn? I don't really see that happening. Does McGinn get shuffled back one and you leave out either Jack or McGregor? I, I don't see that happening either. I think Steve Clark is happy with the 3 4 2 1. He took a lot of criticism and he stuck by it at a time, you know, when it been easy to bend and change with public opinion. I think he's sticking with this and there may be tweaks. It's maybe an Armstrong instead of a McGinn. It's maybe a Palmer instead of an O'Donnell. It's maybe a McKenna instead of a Gallagher. But I think the system. Is here to stay Lee Griffiths has a lot of fans out there uh, Gordon who want him Into the Scotland starting 11 um, We keep hearing it on the lines But I suppose there are a couple of obvious factors To take into account We're doing pretty well without him starting games 
And he doesn't doesn't start games for Celtic at the moment either. So it's not like you've got a guy who's, you know, banging top of his game, starting and scoring for his club, and, and therefore we, we you know we must get him in at international level. Yeah, where we have to get away from Gordon is simple. This two up top, right? We've got a system just now, and it's working for us. The great thing about this system is we can change it. I said earlier on Sunday we went to a back four. We can go that two up top. Now, Lee Griffiths is a big talking point. But the fact that just now is Dykes is the main man. He's 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 first choice. Now, Griffiths has got to get himself fit. He's got to start playing more time with Celtic. He played in the European campaign on the Thursday night and against Motherwell at Far Park didn't even come off the bench. So his fitness levels aren't as as great as what they should be. That's up to Lee Griffiths. And if we can get a Lee Griffiths fit, in my opinion, Lee Griffiths is the best centre forward we've got. As in a striker, scoring goals, taking chances, everything. But he's not ready to play that 90 minutes. He's not ready to start that important game to play 60, 70 minutes. He's a great impact coming off that bench. We, we were in the start the other day there. And Sunday, uh, Sunday when he come off and some of the opportunities, he's a guy that can get you the goals from free kicks. His movement's good. It's he needs to get his fitness levels up, Gordon. There's no doubt in this boy's ability. So just now we have to put that in the back burner and realise Dykes is the main man up there, and whether it's a Christie or a Ryan Fraser off him, that is what we're best suited to. Uh, just to get us going on another wee challenge tonight, George. I've been asking people to come up with their. Suggestions, their left field suggestions of people who they think might squeeze their way into the squad between now and next summer. Have you got any? Well, I don't know about uh, left field suggestions, but um, I read a very interesting article in the News Now um, a internet page about uh, people, you know, up and coming people that could be introduced. Um, and there's a couple that. A couple, okay, they're strikers, but they kind of stood out as uh, good possibilities that we can nurture um, and maybe uh, get uh, get them into a few friendly games. One was um, uh, Kevin Nesbitt of Hibs, and the other one was Fraser Hornby, who plays for that French club Amens or something. Um, I mean, Fraser Hornby has been doing really well for the under twenty ones, and he's a he seems to be this. Duncan, uh, young Duncan Ferguson type player, you know, another type of target man uh, uh, that you can launch the ball up to. And we've seen what Kevin Nisbet could do. Um, uh, there was also a possibility of a, a right back, again, left back, I'm not sure, but right back, the introduction of James Tavernier. Because he's been in Scotland now for five years Yeah I think we We kind of moved to knock this on the head last week Roger We don't use that That sort of Rule if you like was that There's a, a kind of home nations agreement If you yeah. like Because ultimately uh, Without going all political about The United Kingdom and all the rest of it, it Ultimately James Tavernier would be Technically as eligible to play for all of the, the home nations yeah. then he's, yeah. he's, he's a UK citizen yeah, think, The fact I that he's, 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 he's been in Scotland It is open to FIFA nations that They decided that they wouldn't alter yeah. it you know? So that's not an option However um, At the moment um, Kevin Nisbet Has he got real yeah, listen, designs Ke- on next summer? Kevin Nisbet's done well My understanding was Kevin Nisbet was in the standby list For the last uh, For this international group um, 
he has to get past Dykes or Griffiths or McBurney or Shankland or Burke or Ryan Fraser when he's back, that kind of thing. So a lot would depend how many strikers does Steve Clark take in a 23-man squad. You need to think, Gordon, last squad was 27 men and that's excluding James Forrest and John Flake who were injured. So he's going to have to trim his 29 mm-hmm. current players down to 23. That's going to be tough, isn't it? Yeah, before you even look at outsiders. So... Nisbet for me would need to go and hit 20 goals for Hibs this season Likewise Hornby is on track for a great career But he will need to score Behave. a lot He will need to score a lot of goals in France To, to attract attention Might have run out of steam before then of course go. Had he scored a couple for the 21s tonight And Greece might have enhanced his standing The one above all else Who stands out as a chance of gate crashing it late on Must be Billy Gilmer With six months to go If he can get into Chelsea's first team as he did last season he might be the one. It's a great debate, Gordon, because so many people are are, are throwing in similar names. Andrew McFadden also agrees Billy Gilmore, and he's mentioned Lewis Ferguson in there. Uh, S. White, Sue White has thrown in Lewis Ferguson, Billy Gilmore, and David Turnbull. Uh, Stuart Livingston's on Twitter to throw in Alan Campbell. Um, I've got a great deal of sympathy, though, for any up-and-coming central midfield players because it's, well, maybe apart from left-back, it's the one area that's going to be the toughest to get in, is it not? Yeah, it certainly is. Um, you're right, Gordon. I watched the under-21 game earlier before we come on here. Uh, Campbell, for me, is a fantastic footballer. I really, I really like Campbell. Gilmore is the, the the you know the big thing. Everybody expecting so much from this kid. He gets sent off the last under-21 game, didn't play tonight. Turnbull's on off the bench, which I'm finding very surprising. It just shows you the strength of the middle of the park, even the under-21s, with Lewis Ferguson in there as well. Uh, Nesbitt up front, yeah, I agree with Roger. I think that if he's any chance at all, he needs to catch eye. And by catching eye, is by putting the ball in the back of the net, and he's capable of doing that. I'm not even sure Nisbet would be ahead of Tony Watt. You know, why... Why wouldn't Tony Watt, who's played for Scotland in the past, come into the thoughts if he scores, say, 20 goals for Motherwell? He's as much chance of doing that as Nisbet has for Nisbet's a good bit ahead of that at the yeah, moment, though, isn't it? You know, Tony has, Kevin Nisbet hasn't really been in the international arena. Tony Watt has. And listen, I mean, we're excluding people that, you know, could Lewis Morgan or Johnny Russell come into it? We don't really see them on a weekly basis. Another one that did come in here, actually, on that, where, let me find it, was Sue White also said Mikey Johnson. Now, yeah. I know. I, yep. I, I can already hear people saying He's been injured for ages He's been nowhere near the Celtic team All valid But we're just We're throwing possibilities Roger And if there's an area that we're lacking It, it probably is natural width isn't it? Yeah and, and Listen He comes into the same category as Gilmer if, if you can get in To the Chelsea first team Or you can get into the Celtic first team And get a run And keep your place in the team Then it is bound to catch the eye of Steve Clark. So Johnson If he can get himself fit And get himself into the Celtic team We'll probably have a chance Thank you very much to George in Wiltshire 0141 951 1025 in the phones At Clyde SSB on Twitter We're going to get some travel news Then we'll be back to the phone So it's a great time for you to give us a call And we could be speaking to you next 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon Dale and Roger Hanna here Waiting to take your calls 0141-951-1025 Disappointment for Scotland's under-21s tonight They had the chance to keep the feel-good factor going And qualify for a first Euros since 96 But they lost 1-0 in Athens 
And uh, unfortunately That's the end of the road For Scott Gamble's side We will hopefully hear from The under 21 boss soon Let's hear from Willie and Kirkcaldy First though Hi Willie Hiya how you doing? Not bad Willie What have you got for us tonight? Uh, first of all I'd like to say uh, Mr BL When I spoke to him A couple of weeks ago He asked me to go down And check on his statue Well unfortunately It's disappeared But that's Kirkcaldy for you eh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that For a minute Willie <laughs> No I think um as as good as the, the good feeling going is, it's nice, it's lovely, it's nice to be back again, but we've no played anybody. Serbia never turned up. They only turned up for 10 minutes. And I think we could just wind our necks in a wee bit because we were showing up on Sunday. And I think we've lost Willie, but I get the gist of what you're saying, Roger, about you know Scotland haven't played anyone yet. Yeah, I mean, fair, accurate. I, I'm not sure anyone's pretending otherwise, though, are they? Um, well, listen, we've played teams of a certain stature. I think when we were on the show last Tuesday night, people kept phoning in and saying how good Serbia were. Um, so we can't dismiss them just because we've gone there and beaten them. A decent enough team. Um, Israel, no mugs at all. Israel went and won in Slovakia, which was more than our sort of second string team could do. So we're playing teams of a, of a certain level. The real prize now for Steve Clark having already put one prize away to the side until next summer is to win the group and take Scotland up among the elite so then we're in the next Nations League campaign we're in Group A we've got the Spains the Frances the Germanys the Italys think how exciting that would be and it really would be a test for what's still quite a young international team I'm just I can't actually wait to go through to Kirkcaldy and, and see how the, this statue is going on Gordon I think Statues are still there, and 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 I've got to say, I'm I'm baffled. I don't care who we've played, Gordon. I really don't. It's been a long time coming. Um, you know, we we get a little bit of success, and we still down down ourselves. We still come on and say, well, we've not really played anybody. We didn't play particular. I thought we played really well on Sunday. I've got to say, eight changes after Thursday night. I thought the the guys went out there, they were very unfortunate. I think we've just got to go with this just now. How many disappointments have we had? Thursday night brought the nation together and all of a sudden, not even a week later, we're starting to put wee doubts in there about questioning the teams we're playing. They only play the teams in front. If we get a result tomorrow night, it'll be brilliant. I mean, Gordon, uh, Roger, stating the obvious, but the, the whole point of the Nations League is we're not expected... We- to beat any teams who are miles above us You're supposed to beat the teams round about you yeah. And that gives you access to a tournament Which which is what we've done And again, even when it Let's say that tomorrow doesn't go to plan Or or even if it does, it goes on the back burner We go into the the traditional qualification campaign For instance You, you only have to beat One team that's ranked above you Essentially to, to finish second in that group And and get a playoff So yeah. we don't have to go on a run Of beating five and six Of the of the world's top ten No And the improvement in Scotland It needs to be baby steps You know I think it was Andy One of the callers earlier Was talking about He'd forgotten Who Scotland had played initially In the Nations League It was Israel and Albania And you were in Group C And you won it So you go to Group B And the teams we're playing In this group Are of a better standard It's Israel again coincidentally But yeah. the Czech Republic Slovakia Better teams Top of the group tonight If we win tomorrow We win the group And we get promoted to, to pot A Which is exciting You know after so many years In the doldrums We're now Qualified for the Euros We could win our Nations League group For the second time running Two consecutive promotions Wouldn't be bad And it edges us closer to 
what for me is still the big prize mm. Getting to a World, World Cup, Cup imagine uh, We're talking about players that might be able to force their way in next summer Paul Bonner says Would you try and convince Carlan Grant to play for Scotland? Well he's certainly done okay You know he was The Rangers chased him a while back When he was still a player at Charlton um, Went to Huddersfield Town And a very poor Huddersfield team He still scored enough goals to win a big money move to West Brom um, I think he'll have his work cut out At West Brom in the English Premier League with the squad they've got I think they might go down But it doesn't take away From the quality of the individual um, Better than what we've got In those in that position or Well Listen His team's below Ollie Mc, Round about Ollie McBurney's team And Ollie Burke's team So it will be Much of a muchness I would think I, I don't think You will see An outsider You know Who hasn't been Around the system Coming in I think it'll be People yeah, coming into the squad Who are known to Steve Clark You know The likes of The Johnsons The Gilmers The Nisbets you know, people like that. Any outside shouts for someone who's going to mysteriously take back their retirement from international football? No, not until Daz gets his hip done. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, though, no. Are you, who are you thinking? Stephen, Stephen Fletcher? Scott I Brown? Mean, he's not even. A, well, I think Scott Brown's. Uh, that would be pretty surprising. Yeah. Um, Stephen Fletcher, is he even officially I, retired? I, no, he hasn't. I, I don't think that's Steve Clark's style, style. Yeah. I have to say. All right, I don't let, think it is. let's bring in James in Rutherglen. Hi, James. Hi, yeah. How's it going? How you, doing? you all right? Hi, uh, I'm all right. Good. What's your point uh, tonight? Uh, first of all, I'd just like to say I watched under 21s today and I was very disappointed mm-hmm. in my. Uh, just feel that we've uh, done a great opportunity there again. We were the glorious failures. Uh, could down is a great campaign, but we actually didn't achieve nothing as usual. Uh, and it, it kind of hurts me. Father was part of the Tartan Army. He was at uh, Italy ninety. Uh, I'm a I'm a Scotland fan before I'm a domestic football fan. But my point tonight is, if Scotland was to lose tomorrow, it would mean that they left a week ago and played three matches and never won one. So you you you, you 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 seriously view, you you seriously view Thursday night James as a failure to win? No 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 as a failure. Please let me finish and then you can have your point. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. I mean, what I'm saying is, we, we left a week ago. We lost. If we if we don't get a result tomorrow, it, it means we played three matches, never won one. Get down the the Uf, uh, Europa uh, Europa rankings and come back as heroes. And I think the problem is there is we're accepting failure, no, and that's how we're not producing winners. I, I know it's it's more what you want to hear, but it's a fact. James, James, I'm sorry. I think you're talking absolute nonsense. I really do. Um, your facts about well, didn't win a game. We 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 drew obviously on Thursday night. The pressure on this the, the this team on Thursday night was in, incredible. They 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 the full nation on their shoulders to go and get a result. They achieved that. They played very well on Sunday and, you know, we lost 1-0. We could get a result tomorrow night. There's there's a bright future out there for Scotland. And I'm hearing one or two people coming on this phone in tonight and all it is is downing it, criticising it, talking about, well, we're, you know, we're not playing good teams. We've not won a game since last week. We've If we go and get a, a result tomorrow night, we've had a successful week. We should start promoting our Scottish uh, international team rather than come down and make excuses about 
well, it could have went wrong there. If we didn't pick the right team, McBurney, for instance, absolute nonsense. Thursday was brilliant. Uh, that's, that's a fair point, but uh, we were actually a spot kick away from having nothing this week. Oh, James, come on, come on. Seriously. No, no that's what we were. No, I, I know that, away. I know that. And I. Everything you're saying is factually correct But th- there are certain ways that you can Distort facts and load facts to-, to suit some sort of argument That doesn't really matter So your conclusion after last week Is that we were a spot kick away From missing out on the Euros I've got a, I've got a vision of you James Walking into that hotel room in Belgrade At four in the morning Just as the squad are doing the conga And singing for David Marshall And you shouting Right boys last orders Away your bed You didn't win Alright That's some vision Aye Eh uh, <laughs> Uh, I can assure you. I can assure you. I, I'm, a, I'm a Scotland fan, but what I'm concerned about is I want. I don't. I don't want to go to the Euros under false pretense and turn around and say that we're here just to make up the numbers. We want to compete. I know we're not going to win it, but we want to compete. And you know what? That's fair. I like that. I, I like James's ambition, and I like because yeah. Stevie Clark says as much himself. He says it's important we don't stand still. I, I just wonder if there's a gap between it being important that we don't stand still. And worrying about whether we were one spot kick away from going through or not We won We're in the finals We've got Croatia at Hamden The Czechs at Hamden And England at Wembley A wonderful prize And James, please phone before the finals next summer And just see what kind of position the national team's in then And the position the nation's in then Because I think they will be very, very thankful for that draw in Serbia last week James, good to speak to you Let's do this Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Don't forget, here until 8 o'clock, plenty more time to get your thoughts in on tomorrow, what the team should look like, and who's got a chance of forcing their way into the squad for next summer. We're having a good discussion around those. We'll keep it going after Beat the Pundit, where it's your chance to win a signed ball. Gordon DL might be taking part from his living room tonight. Let's see how that pans out. 01419511025. That's the number you need, and you need to call us before 7 o'clock. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here. Well, they're here in voice. Gordon DL is in his living room, I'm afraid, tonight, but we've not lost you during the news, have we? No, I'm sitting here with Google waiting for uh, Beat the Pundit Right, okay If you think you can Google fast enough to beat the Pundit You've got another thing coming That would be amazing It would take you 20 minutes to look up the Premiership League table Uh, Never mind It cuts me off when trying to answer the phone half the time Exactly, right Let's see who is playing Beat the Pundit tonight You've got plenty of time to get your calls in 01419511025 We're asking you for your thoughts tomorrow What would you do with the team? Are you keeping it the same as Belgrade? Or are you seeing some changes you would make? And also... Who's got a chance of making it into the squad next summer? Maybe guys that we've not thought of or guys that have not been capped. Give us all your suggestions and we'll do it after this. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Beat the Pundit time. Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel standing by. One of them is going to take on Peter from Barhead. How's it going, Peter? Aye, not bad guys, how's yourselves? Yeah, not too bad at all Peter, you must be licking your lips at the prospect of playing Gordon DL when he's not even in the building Oh, yeah, definitely, Absol- definitely Absolutely <laughs> uh, The thing is, Roger, he, he was he was 
Full of fighting talk earlier He was telling you on the phone That he fancies his chances tonight. Oh he does yeah Yeah I think It's a relaxation thing He's on a recliner He's got a blanket over him He's, he's at home He's not just feeling mm-hmm. at home And I think he thinks You know that, that relaxation those That environment will be conducive To a big win and beat the pundit Yeah absolutely He's sitting there yeah, he's, he's got it He's got it in his hand His phone ready to try and, and Google And uh, see what he can come up with um, It's my iPad Oh iPad two hands is it Right okay that's oh, fine yeah, um, I'm going to toss the coin If it's heads It will be Roger Hanna And if it's tails It will be Gordon DL <laughs> And it is tails Now the good thing is I could say it was tails And he would never know But Roger seriously You're an honest man Oh Yo, yes that's tails Verification You happy with that Dazzler Is it Yeah But hold on a minute I'll need to take my earphones off No you it? won't Don't you worry I've got a magic button here oh, you, you won't, you I, I won't didn't tell you this earlier on Daz all right. So hold on oh, whoa, whoa, Hold on a second You actually think That I would believe That you would take Your headphones off And not listen To Peter's attempts At the questions I'm a very honest oh, guy Behave yourself Right I'm going to I'm gonna, In three seconds You won't hear us anymore Alright Okay Right there we go He can't hear us anymore I assume Can you hear us Gordon There we go <laughs> He's flatlined It's a heart rate monitor On the background Right Peter Are you ready Um, Right, 30 seconds up against Gordon And you can pass That is all you need to know You ready? All right, yep Good stuff Which English side has Lee Griffiths played for? Wales Before Slovakia Who was the last team to beat Scotland? Russia Which English side did Sheffield United sign Ollie McBurney from? Well, not English technically Who was the last Rangers player to score a hat-trick? Tavernier who are Sweden playing tonight? Croatia. Name a Motherwell player in the current Scotland squad. Gallagher. Okay. Producer Chris, which part of England are Swansea from? Seriously, you've done us in there. Right, let's bring Gordon back. Gordon, can you hear us? Yeah, I can't believe you get one. Right, same set of questions to you. Are you ready? Yeah, go. Right, 30 seconds on the clock. Time starts now. Which English side has Lee Griffiths played for? Wolves. Before Slovakia, who is the last team to beat Scotland? Uh, Czech Republic. Which side did Sheffield United sign Ollie McBurney from? Uh, Sheffield United I came from Cardiff. Who was the last Rangers player to score a hat-trick? Barella. Uh, uh, Who are Sweden playing tonight? No idea Name a Motherwell player In the current Scotland squad Gallagher Peter what do you think? Uh, I think I may have got him on the Scotland and the McBurney one mm, Let's find out If there's one in it I'm I'm feeling guilty I think we'll need to take it To a tiebreaker If there's one in it Because there was a bit of a Bit of a slip up Wasn't there really On one of the questions Let's find out Which English side Has Lee Griffiths played for It's Wolves One all Before Slovakia Who is the last team To beat Scotland It's Russia It was 4-0 On the 10th of October 2019 So Peter goes 2-1 in front Um, This is the one That we might need A steward's inquiry on It was Swansea Not Cardiff Um, So Peter got it He goes 3-1 in front Who is the last Rangers player To score a hat-trick Because you said Cardiff yeah, so why is this, Stuart? I'll explain later. Uh, who was the last Rangers player to score a hat-trick? It was Jermaine Defoe. None of you got it right, so it's still 3-1 to Peter. Who are Sweden playing tonight? It's France. None of you got it. 
And name a motherwell player in the current squad You had the choice of Declan Gallagher or Stephen O'Donnell uh, Peter gets it, he's 4-2 in front So we'll take away the guilt that I feel over question 4 Which was Swansea City I think Peter's still beating you Gordon He'll accept that won't you? Yeah, what, what, what's the problem with Swansea? I don't So the, the, you didn't hear it, but when the question that's in front of me is which English side did Sheffield United sign Ollie McBurney from? Now, of course, oh, Welsh. Swansea. Oh, no, um, no, no, I'll give them that. I'll give them that. Do you know something? I'm delighted I could beat tonight because it shows you I'm an honest, honest guy that doesn't know anything about Beat the Pundit. Well, we know you don't know anything about Beat the Pundit, but how does this no, show your I, honesty? So, so, sorry, you've lost me. Well, I could have probably googled one or no, two you then. Oh, you're going to Google yeah, the full time teaser today, aren't you? Oh, I forgot about that, Roger. Yeah, we'll not lose that one. Anyway, well a, done, well done. It was a victory, nevertheless, for Peter. Well done, Peter. Well done, Peter. Well done, Peter. Cheers. There Cheers, we go. Lads. Sort of spoon fed him the Ollie McBurney one, but he would have won anyway. Yeah. That's the important thing, isn't it? Because we would have gone on to that tiebreaker, and I must admit, I would have loved to have seen Gordon's attempt at this tiebreaker, but he didn't I'm do enough. I'm going for the podcast just to hear what clue you gave him there. Well, it wasn't that much of a clue. It just, like I said, he wasn't. It wasn't an English side. I, I told him it wasn't an English <laughs> side. They played in, played in Wales. Yeah. So anyway, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. See, I think you need to be in the studio to be really at it to sh- to sharpen your focus to make sure that your head is in the mm. game. Have you got the TV on, Daz? No, I haven't actually, Roger. I'm a true professional. I'm just lying back here, a blanket over me. Oh, sounds, sounds really professional. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Let's bring in Stephen and Paisley. How's it going, Stephen? Hello, Gordon. Hello, Gordon. Hello, Roger. Hi, Hope you're like... safe and well. Yeah, all good. Hi, Gordon. I don't know if you remember. I was on in uh, Saturday. I think it was the last call on Saturday night. That I was absolutely buzzing about the Scotland team, and then. You've got the, the Reverend I am Jolly, your last caller there. Absolutely <laughs> negative, negative stuff. Um, I just think, we, you know, we should all be behind that Scotland team. It doesn't matter. Listen, we came through a nine-in-a-row uh, game. That's no pun on Celtic Rangers, believe it or not. Uh, nine games unbeaten. If we'd have won that game, we'd have beat a 1927 record. You know, a 100 years record. And yet some people start to find little faults and some negative, uh, negativities creep in. Um, I just don't want that It doesn't matter who the opposition is We just support Scotland We should be, Everybody should behind that country No matter who the opposition is A win is a win You know And just so you know Gordon I'm still buzzing for tomorrow night <laughs> Good Absolutely I think I think we should be I mean that's it Roger it, There's always a middle ground Anyone who thinks We're the finished article Is clearly wrong Anyone who thinks That we're all pretending That we're going on to win the Euros I think that would be Getting ahead of ourselves but to start talking about oh, well, We didn't even beat Serbia the other night It took penalties That's taking Scottishness to a whole new level surely Yeah and as I was saying to you before we come on to the show tonight the, the good, the, One of the best parts of the last week Has been the way the nation has re-engaged With the national team um, A lot of people felt you know, Just disinterested in the national team quali- you know, Feeling to qualify for 10 consecutive major tournaments But last Thursday It's been a real shot in the arm at a difficult time for the nation And people like Stephen People like yourself Gordon I don't really remember you Ever getting so excited about Any individual result As you did about Thursday night A lot of I people been, A lot of people have been like that And it's been great And I heard Stephen's call on Saturday I was driving back up the road From Rugby Park Doing Comarnock Dumbarton For Super Scoreboard And there's a guy To be called up for the squad Don't be surprised If Steve Clark brings Alec Dyer Into his backroom team for the summer He obviously couldn't do the eight games in the autumn He's back full-time manager at Kilmarnock It clashed with the Bedfred Cup But I know how highly Steve Clark rates Alec Dyer um, He won't have club commitments In the month of June with Kilmarnock um, You would think Scotland would need Additional coaching staff If they're going to be together for Such a lengthy mm-hmm. period of time 
wouldn't surprise me at all to see Alec Dyer added to that mm. squad in the summer Fair shout Stephen what about tomorrow night then do you go straight back to the Serbia starting 11 if possible or did you see anyone on, on Sunday that you think is worth a, another go got, got to be uh, got to be the, the Thursday night squad or the, uh, sorry Thursday night team um, but like I said there's, there's, there's room there for other players and I really don't know what he's going to pick tomorrow night I really don't um, I'm loving watching Steve Clark's teams you know just the uh, He's got a belief again in the Scot, you know, everybody in Scotland, and he's got a system there, and he's building and building on, and it's getting better and better. And you know, it's it's Steve Clark was one of my heroes at St. Um He's a defender. That's where he's starting from the defence. We've, we've done brilliant in the last few games. Uh, like I said, we don't care who the opposition is. We're getting results. So tomorrow night, uh, yeah, I've got two nothing Scotland. Yeah, not a problem. Oh, I love your confidence, Gordon. Who are the who are the the contenders that might get in from? From Sunday I think everyone expects it to be close To the Belgrade team Anyone though that you think did enough on Sunday? Um, after, as I keep going back to Gordon I think we played well on Sunday um, I think that there's a lot of players there Done their chances You know, a lot of good But I just feel that That's our strongest team just now um, You look at the back Who would you change at the back? Because as much as I thought Tierney was magnificent Down the left wing back position You've got to bring in the captain Robertson, which moves Tierney back into left centre back. Gallagher's a no-brainer for me. McTominay, of course. Um, no, I just, I just feel that it will be probably his strongest side now. Big question marks uh, is you know players playing so many games nowadays, Gordon, especially with the the importance of the games. It's not like they're going and playing games that uh, don't mean a lot to the country and mean a lot to these players. We've seen the reaction, what it means to these guys to qualify for tournaments on Thursday night. So tomorrow night won't be a problem at all. Even though the, the, the relationship between club football and international football has perhaps never been as as delicate, you, you think there's a there's no one at Arsenal that would take umbrage at Kieran Tierney playing a third consecutive game or, or John McGinn or... Ryan Christie, I think they're the ones that started. Yeah. I, don't, I, I don't think they would be pleased, Gordon. Uh, I've got to say, but I think Steve Clark, um, you know, Steve Clark's a very experienced manager. He'll know that he'll have communication with these managers. But you've got to understand something here. First and foremost, it's Steve Clark's job, as well as as what, uh, an Arsenal manager, a Celtic manager, Rangers manager. I think Steve Clark will take care of the players very well. I think he will be in contact with the clubs. But just the importance of this week. Uh, starting from Thursday I think he'll be supported And I, I just hopefully everything goes well Stephen we've been discussing players That might see next summer As a real chance to break into that squad And, and, and take their chance Any of the names that you've heard mentioned so far Doing it for you or have you got any other suggestions? Well I want like, Some of your calls that phoned in I've, I've actually I watched the under 21 game there And I was a bit disappointed you know, yeah. but, um, but I think one of the calls if it was, I don't know if it was maybe Roger that mentioned it uh, Quite honest, I think Billy Gilmer's my only one that kind of sticks out for me at the moment. Uh, I'd really need to have a look at the under-21s again. Like I said, I watched the game today, but nah, I was quite disappointed with him. Um, but like I said, Billy Gilmer, if he can get a starting lineup again in that Chelsea team, I don't know, this boy could be over there next year. Or, you know, up yeah. here, or England, Wembley, whatever. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, that. I think that is the the obvious one. There are a few that keep getting mentioned below that. Like I said, Lewis Ferguson's of the world. Um, what do we have earlier? David Turnbull, um, Alan Campbell, people like that. David Kelly says, surely young Hickey 
and Liam Henderson must be on the periphery. Um, I'm not so sure about Liam Henderson. Hickey is an interesting one. He's playing the top flight of Italian football, but he was that couldn't get into the Scotland under twenty one squad for a period of time. Did get a call up, pulled out, injured. This last couple of games when Scott Gale was trying to lead the team to the finals, unfortunately they lost in Greece tonight. Wasn't involved there, so that's the one he pulled out of, though, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was. So he a, was called up. I think it would be a big leap to think Aaron Hickey could go mm. from where he is now into that squad. But as we were saying off here a couple of minutes ago, Gordon, you just never know what injuries could throw up between now and June. I mean, Aaron Hickey's an interesting one, Gordon, in the fact that he's a left back, and my goodness, we don't need any of them. But but he's right footed, and you could argue that's an area of the pitch that, in time, we might look to to assess more options. Yeah, I think that Stevie Clark will look at his squad and he'll pick players that can play one or two positions, Gordon. Gone are the days where you were basically a number five or a number nine. You've got to be able to play different roles in football now. You know, whether you can drop off depending on the team system, how the partner plays are, everything like that. So the modern day footballer is not just a static I play right back and that's the only position I can play. So it does help when you've got a player that can play in different positions. And uh, young Hickey, uh, I'm with Roger. I think that the, 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 the most, most of the squad's there. I think that you might just have one surprise. And will it be a Gilmore? Uh, Nisbet, if he scores the goals, Alan Campbell can come into that equation. It just depends on injuries and where Steve Clark needs to strengthen the squad. Fraser Newbury's on Twitter, uh, Roger says, I'd be doing everything to get Che Adams. His performances have been outstanding this season. Potential plan B. He's been one that's been mentioned for years as yeah, being, yeah. being eligible. Alan McLeish looked at him a while back, I think when he was still at Birmingham City before they made the move to Southampton. Um, they paid a lot of money for him and it, it didn't immediately spark for him at Southampton. It's taken him a lot of time to settle to the English Premier League. He's done very well. Alongside the likes of Stuart Armstrong this season And a successful Southampton team I, Again I'm just not sure that's Steve Clark's style I, th- I think you know, for This triple header of 27 players Excluding James Forrest and John Fleck Takes you to 29 I would be surprised If there were really any more Than maybe one or two From out with that mm-hmm. 29 Made the final 23 yeah, It's a fair point Alright then If we're up at 29 With the current squad Plus Fleck and Forrest Who are the six or so that Have got work to do I, I, I'm i not convinced oh, Yeah Lauren Shanklin maybe Ollie Burke yes. maybe Yes Grant, Patterson Patterson perhaps the, Well Grant Hanley was one in the squad I don't think Grant Hanley will go You know he okay. got, waited for the call up And then, then pulled out um, Greg Taylor perhaps If you're going You know clearly Robertson's in that role And the backup is Tierney Moving to that role So you, you know, Do you need three For that role Going into a, a finals With 23 And then One of the centre backs You know If you look If you see McTominay Gallagher and Tierney Are the first choice three And then The three who played In Slovakia on Sunday Considine McKenna and Cooper Is one of them at risk Maybe Do you need six centre halves I think Considine Would come in Roger as much as a lot of people would disagree and say it's a bit unfair, because the lad, you know, he waited a long time to be part of the setup and was terrific, you've got to say. But when you're, if you're going to drop one of the centre backs out of that that you've just mentioned, 
I think he would be the one that I'd go for. Can you leave him out if he's singing in the song, though, Dan? Mm, that's, the, that's the big question. That's, uh, yeah, yeah, good for a party. Yeah, put yeah. him back in. Absolutely. Right, he can boogie, that's for sure. Um, but the beauty of this discussion is it can change many times between now and then. Injuries, loss of form, people gaining form. It's going to be an interesting one. Thank you to Stephen in Paisley. Got an absolute cracker of a full-time teaser for you next. You're going to like it. Get your pen and paper ready. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here. It's 0141 951 1025 to get in touch. Uh, we've got a full-time teaser for you tonight as well. I think you're going to like this one. I think Roger and Gordon will do all right. I think you lot at home... Will do significantly better So you can play along with us And as always If you want to Send in your own question And hear them on the show Then the address you need is Fulltime At Clyde1.com So tonight's question This The Crazy Pony's been back on I've not had one of his for a while And he says Listen carefully Gordon And don't google right, this Because I know you're at home you're Right okay Since Bertie Vokes left Scotland Eight players Have scored for the national team under a manager who they have also scored for at club level, but not the old firm. Can you name them? Just, just hold your horses. Since Bertie Vokes early, so you know I don't Google. Since Bertie Vokes left Scotland, eight players have scored for the national team under a manager who they have also scored for at club level, but not the old firm. What did you say? Bertie, um, Bertie Vokes, uh, Naismith. And who, which Scotland manager, which club, etc. Craig Levine at Hearts. Yeah, brilliant. Well done. Yeah. Very impressed with that. So Stephen Naismith has scored for Scotland against Lithuania and Spain under Craig Levine, and he's also scored for Hearts under Craig Levine. Barry Ferguson, not the old firm. Birmingham City. Um, no, so these guys will have on, only done it. I think oh, as well. Only yeah, done yeah. it, right? So we'll just right, okay. Yeah. Um, um, let me just double check um, I, And to be fair um, Barry Ferguson Didn't score Under McLeish For Birmingham I don't think Right okay Anyway So he's not on it That's all you need to know Any more Gordon? Uh, I, was, I, I thought Stephen O'Donnell Come on up But he's not he's yeah, for Scotland, Stuart Finlay Yes Teamwork there See that does You well you squared that across And he just tapped it And took all the glory Thank you Thank you Thank you <laughs> Right, okay, we'll leave it there. I think you get the gist of the question now. It's a good one, that. You like that, Roger, don't you? Yes, very good. So since Bertie Volks left Scotland, eight players have scored for the national team under a manager who they have also scored under at club level, but not for either of the old firms. So you've got Stephen Naismith, scored for Scotland under Levine, scored for Hearts under Levine. Stuart Finlay, scored for Scotland under Clark, scored for Kilmarnock under Clark. You see where this is going, don't you? Yes, I thought so. Right. Um, 0141 Let's hear a bit from Scott Gemmell Real disappointment for the under-21s tonight They had the chance to follow in the footsteps Of the A squad Make it to a first major tournament for a long, long time 96 was the last time they made it there All they had to do was go to Greece And win the game But they lost 1-0 unfortunately Here's what Scott Gemmell had to say Yeah, of course the players are disappointed um, But you have to In context, it's been Really encouraging set of games a lot of the players have really matured and progressed we've been very successful over the over a long period of time so trying to put it in context obviously if you zoom in on tonight of course it's disappointing to get that close and not get over the line but 
the players have to learn from it. They have to to use it. They have to use it to go home uh, and keep pushing with their clubs and get trying to push towards the full squad. Unfortunately, we haven't been been good enough tonight, and it is it is a reminder to everybody of the level of the level of opposition, but also for our own players to, to to get that consistency. And there's no place to hide. Every time you play, you have to be at it. You have to you you can't let your performance dip. But they have to handle the disappointment. That's another big part of being a footballer. You can't expect to to play till you're 35, 36 years old and not have disappointments disappointments in your career. You have to be you have to show you can handle them in the correct manner and react. And they have to come back to their clubs and, and continue to push as hard as they can to, to keep getting better. Uh, Roger, disappointing. No, no two ways about it. Yeah, and listen, if you try and it's, it's difficult for Scott Gemmell to speak after a disappointment like that. Scotland were the fourth seeds in that group behind the Czech Republic, Croatia and Greece so they have punched above their weight um, I always look upon the under-21s the priority for the under-21s is to prepare players for the senior team in my view now if you get a little bit of success with a team on the way then fantastic but the big thing is for Scott Gemmell to prepare players for Stevie Clark. now we're talking about guys who might gatecrash a senior team for Euro 2020 we talk about Billy Gilmore. There's been a few mentions for Lewis Ferguson, Fraser Hornby, Alan Campbell, David Turnbull. All of these guys. You can throw in a versatile player like Ross McCrory. You can maybe throw in Robbie McCrory, who's been in recent senior squads as well. So there are players being mm. developed there by Scott Gemmell. One of the tweeters mentioned Aaron Hickey a minute ago. He'll probably be in the next under-21 squad for the next Euro mm. qualifiers So He's doing a decent job Scott Gemmell But we're very disappointed tonight Just to, to Bring you up to speed On, on something on the teaser I, th- I think I'll I think I'll need to give you Barry Ferguson I was trying to kind of Streamline it Because I'll, I'll be honest The back, the boring backstory To the question Is there was loads And it was a slightly different question So I, I tweaked it Just to give you a more manageable amount um, And on the original list That the pony sent me um, he didn't really mention anything about Barry Ferguson at Birmingham But talk about some reliable sources Roger Not that I didn't trust you James McFadden straight in Quick as a flash To say that Barry Ferguson scored for Birmingham And Alex McLeish's son Straight in to tell us that Barry scored under my old man at Birmingham Thanks Faddy, thanks so there we go. No, no, it just It's a long story as to it, why it, I had, Faddy, I had one of them. them off Faddy is one of them as well I've just, I've just given that away uh, He scored <laughs> against Lithuania, France and Ukraine Amongst others under McLeish and scored for he, Birmingham. What, so let's let's make it nine, and okay. I'll give you McFadden and Ferguson. What about Lee McCulloch for Alec McLeish at Motherwell and Alec McLeish at Scotland? Brilliant. Can you remember the Scotland game though? Um, it was a home game. Uh-huh. Um, I watched it in a bar in Spain. I was it was there. a three-one win against Ukraine. <sighs> Honestly, knows his stuff. This guy. Well done. Right, we'll leave it there. Um, Gordon, just on that that note that we were hearing from Scott Gemmell there. Clearly, there's an element of no. You can't call it success, but you know the guys did well to get there, and and it was in their own hands. But that just makes the disappointment even greater. Greece hadn't been in great form, and um, we, sh- we perhaps should have done a bit better over there today. Yeah, I could be wrong here. Did we not lose to Greece twice? We did. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. Which which is the disappointing uh, part about it? Gone. I watched the game tonight, and and. See, when you see the sort of a talent that's come through the under-21s, I said there, I don't know, well, Gilmore's obviously suspended because of the red card he, he picked up, and everybody's talking about the talent this boy's got. David Turnbull was on the bench, 
Um, so I, I'm going to make an excuse for him. I thought the pitch was ridiculous, uh, but it's a, it's the same for both sides. I know that argument, but the the, the talent that he's got at his disposal, mm. Scott Gemmell. I'm sorry, I, I know what the, the the task is of saying. Well, we've got to produce under twenty one players through to the national squad. I thought that was an opportunity, a real good opportunity to miss because I think mm. that you've got to bring players with a winning mentality as well, Gordon. Although to be fair then, you've got David Turnbull being on the bench as proof that we've got great quality. What if we put it to you that it was maybe a mistake to have him on the bench? In what what sense um, he should he should have been playing? Well that's what that's what I'm asking you. You know, just because he, just because a player's on the bench doesn't mean you say, "Oh, that's great." That shows us what quality we've got elsewhere. It might be a mistake to leave these guys out. No, I mean, me personally, I would have Turnbull in my team. I, th- I, I, I'm very surprised. I, I rate Turnbull that well. There's two things for me with Turnbull just now. One doesn't matter what happens at Celtic. It doesn't seem to get a, an opportunity, and that's up to Neil Lennon, who's not turning a boy. Obviously, after his big move from Motherwell, and then with the talent he's got. He can't even get a starting place in the under twenty ones. I find that surprising. So if 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 he's not in that team, then you're looking at we must have some quality in that under twenty one team. Or it's the wrong decision, Roger. Um, yeah, I, I, I saw the team not so much tonight. Listen, he, he promoted Conor McLean of Aberdeen and Glenn Middleton from Rangers, the two goal scorers from last Thursday afternoon at Tynecastle against Croatia. They started today. Um, still no. Turnbull as you say Billy Gilmore was suspended Having come off the bench And been sent off the other night A half sending off By the yeah, looks of it as well Yeah listen I'm not going to tell Scott Gemmell And he's and he's out of despair So to speak where, where he's going wrong I was surprised There was no Turnbull I was surprised That Ross McCrory Was moved out To, to right back But th- listen These are the t- selections That have got Scotland To this point Where a win in Greece Would have got us to the final So it's difficult To be too critical um, The big thing now for the Turnbulls, for the McCrory's, for the Campbell's, for the Hornby's Is to take the step from the 21s to the senior squad Because all too often we've seen promise in the under-21 squad And then it's gone unfulfilled further on Okay, let's bring in Jonathan in Motherwell Because I think he's actually got a, a similar point to make Hi Jonathan How are we doing guys, alright? Hope you're well Not bad, Jonathan, on you go What you got? Aye, so I've got a couple of points. First point, yeah, just to talk about the potential fringe players that could break into the Scotland squad. Um, I think the only two that are, that are good enough, are potentially good enough, would be Turnbull and Gilmore. Um, I was shocked to see that Turnbull was left at the under twenty one squad today. I think he's he's better than your Fergusons and your your Campbells and Middletons and Clarens. Um, obviously, you can throw a wee kind of unlucky spell, just struggling to break into the Celtic team. And I think maybe Lennon's just bedding them in. But with regards to pure talent, he's the best midfielder the under twenty one squad have got. Uh, and obviously Gilmore speaks for himself God, if he can play for Chelsea then he can, he can play for Scotland at the Euros um, and my next point would be just to kind of compare the, the current Scotland squad to the England squad um, obviously yeah, our counterparts down south are, are talked up big time but I was looking for, for back to front and I don't know if you'll agree but when you look at uh, goalkeepers for example I say we've got a better choice of goalkeepers um, I say to our defenders and, Rob- and Robertson and Tierney would start for England I'd say if you're comparing midfielders to like your McGinn's, your um, Callum McGregor's, Ryan Christie, Stuart Armstrong, so you try to tell me that they're they're better than your your Eric Dyers as such, and and, and um, Mason Mounts. You know what I mean? I, I honestly think that that Scotland's probably better in that area. I'd say the only difference between England and Scotland player-wise is obviously they've got a couple of superstars in Sterling and Kane, but other than that, I don't see much difference in the two squads. I'd just like to see what you think about that. Mm. 
I don't think it's a mad point at all, Jonathan. Um, is this not the stuff that people will I, accuse us of getting carried away no, over? No, no, listen, in the past, yes. Um, go back, we mentioned it earlier on Lee Griffiths, two goals past Joe Hart. Um, Scotland would have won that game had it not been for Harry Kane. And Jonathan's right. Kane, Sterling, I would throw in Marcus Rashford as well. But I speak to journalistic colleagues south of the border. This is not a vintage England mm. team by any stretch of the imagination. It's not a settled England team by any stretch of the imagination, either in terms of formation or personnel. Um, Gareth Southgate got to the last World Cup semi-final on a sort of consistency of selection. All of that's gone out the window since England were in the last World Cup semi-final. The last two and a half years, it really has struggled to get a team together. They were well beaten in Belgium the other night. They have struggled to win in Iceland. They didn't win in Denmark. I don't think it's a great England team at all, with the exception of that front three, mm. which is world class. And and that's the thing, Gordon. That is quite a big exception. Actually, quite you know, Jonathan comes on, makes his point, and, and backs it up. I think England fans would agree that the defence, the midfield, that they're sort of struggling to find what's best. Um, but my goodness, Rashford, Sterling, and Kane isn't a bad front three, is it? Yeah, I I, I think we should just. Keep our feet in the ground, Gordon. Where I do agree, I, I think the one position that I would certainly agree with any team, I do not fancy the England goalkeeper Pickford. I've got to say that first and foremost. But I think we've just got to concentrate on what we're doing. We've got a massive game tomorrow night. I think we've got a good squad. I think we've got players that are now chapping at the door try to get in the door rather than saying well I'm not really interested Scotland doesn't appeal to me now Scotland does appeal to a lot of players the competition as Roger was saying here Stick Fleck Forrest uh, two really really good players in that squad 29 put that down to 23 and then on top mm -hmm. of that all these young players coming through I think we're on the right road so just let England go on about their own business they have got some superstars down there but we just need to concentrate on ourselves and it'll be interesting when we meet them in the Euros next year. Right, Jonathan, for anyone out there who's listening and thinks you're getting carried away, how would you defend that? Um, I would defend it just going back to saying if you compare position for position, you know, we've got Robertson and Tierney that would get in the England squad. Our goalkeepers would get in the England squad. Your Armstrongs and McGinn's and McCallum McGregor's, I think, are better than your Eric Dyer's and Mason Mount. So going back to what I was saying, bar a couple of superstars, which is obviously your Kane, Sterling's and, and Rashford on his day. Um, I don't think there's much difference between the squads. Um, and I'm extremely confident for, for tomorrow night as well. I would go back to the, the same 11 that we played in Serbia. Um, I think Ryan Jack and, and Callum McGregor in the middle of the park really really complement each other. And, and what Gordon said there as well about um, players potentially not having an interest in the, the national squad. As a fan, I've not really had an interest um, being 24-year-old. You know, I'm, I'm a Celtic fan and I follow them everywhere, but I've I've never really had a, a full interest in Scotland, but it's completely different. It feels different. It's usually the international break you're wanting to get ready so you can focus on your team, but it feels like you don't want to attend this thing. Was that just the other night that did that for you, Jonathan, or has it been the last couple of games? No, it's been the last few games. Um, to be honest, uh, I, I feel it under strong. We were, we were all right. Um, McLeish obviously weren't very good, and, and Clark's got his set up just not to get beat. Um, and they might not be the best looking football, but we're, we're playing well and we're getting the results. And, I've heard guys on the show tonight kind of down talk and talk about penalty shootouts away if we're not qualifying but at the end of the day you know what I mean we never lost uh, was it nine in a row um, we've qualified for a major tournament so we need to take the positives Absolutely I mean yeah things have now changed significantly Roger we had a couple of close shaves didn't we under or relatively close shaves under Gordon Strachan um, 
And, and to be fair to, to Alex McLeish era, That's what, what got us here That's the reason we, we were in that playoff final Yeah absolutely And you think back to Alan McLeish's first spell as well When he was in a group with three teams Who had played in the World Cup quarter finals The year before Italy, France and Ukraine, Ukraine yeah. You think back to you know Gordon Strachan On a group with Germany, Poland and the Republic of Ireland So the draws haven't always been favourable for us Over the last 23 years That we've waited mm-hmm. to get back to a major finals This time there's a new path to get there This Nations League And and we've grabbed it We've grabbed the chance And we're there And let's try and grab another one Tomorrow night in Tel Aviv Jonathan's been hooked in That's what it's all about Right on this teaser Since Bertie Vokes left Scotland Nine players have scored For the national team Under a manager Who they've also scored for At club level But not at the old firm So Lee McCulloch did it At Motherwell And Scotland under Alex McLeish James McFadden For Birmingham um, under Alex McLeish Stephen Naismith Under Craig Levine For Scotland and Hearts Stuart Finlay Under Stevie Clark uh, For Scotland and Kelly Barry Ferguson as well Yes Gordon Yeah what about David Weir At Everton Under no. Oh that's killing me Roger What about David Goodwillie Show me your working um, Craig Levine Dundee United Craig Levine Scotland Yes do you remember Who he scored against For Scotland Spain, Spain. World Champions 3-2 defeat at home okay, Gerald PK on goal We'll leave it there 1-2-3 Still to get We'll get them next But something really important I want to tell you about As well before we move on uh, You may have heard this week We are supporting The Scottish National Blood Transfusion Service There's a season Of blood donation sessions At football grounds Across the country Going on I'm actually going along On Thursday So in two days time I'm in at Hamden to do my bit. That session is now full though. You can get involved in the next one which is on the 9th of December at Partick Thistle. Now I know it's been a bit of a a frustrating day, a bit of a a sad day with many of us um, going through increased lockdown restrictions but giving blood is classed as an essential activity so no matter what tier of lockdown you're in it's fine. However, you do need to make an appointment in advance. So if you're fit and well, you're between 17 and 65. Even if you've never done it before, it is a great time to start. You can find your nearest session and book in at scottblood.co.uk. More calls and the answers to the teaser next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Right, we're on the home straight on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here. They are trying their best to come up with the answers to this question, as are you. As I suspected, you're absolutely smashing this one at home. Since Bertie Vokes left Scotland, nine players have scored for the national team under a manager who they've also scored for at club level, but a non-old firm team. Lee McCulloch, James McFadden, David Goodwillie, Stephen Naismith, Stuart Finlay and Barry Ferguson. I'll take one more each. Uh, what about Paul Hartley? No. There must be someone Walter Smith at Evan, Roger. Come on. Guaranteed. No. No? no? Don't think Am so. Am I down the wrong road there? Have you got any names for me? No, I was just thinking out the box. Maybe a... a Gary Naismith or something No I'll eliminate some other wrong ones for you Stephen Tennant's thrown in Johnny Russell I can see he's thinking Craig Levine and and so on But no Johnny Russell is not one of them Colin Moffat has got a couple Um, He's got one that you're still waiting on actually So has Craig M Uh, He's got one that you're In fact he's got two of the three That you're still waiting on Mm, Very good effort on Twitter Right let's bring in Paul Who's in Greenock this evening Hi Paul Hi guys, hope you're all feeling well um, Gordon, I hope you're not in the doghouse After your big review about Lorraine Kelly over the weekend And that's yeah. why you're not in the office <laughs> <laughs> Lorraine's been um, in touch just to say she liked the publicity <laughs> um, As long as that's not all she liked 
Um, well, a couple of points for me, guys. Um, wow. Just uh, the, some of the people coming on and kind of talking. Um, you think we never qualified for Thursday night? Um, Thursday night and even Friday's show I thought was brilliant. Um, Joe, I know a lot of people have mentioned that Joe talked it. I think, um, but even it kind of staying up. I mean, I stayed up to half past three um, on Thursday night, um, going through Twitter and having a a, a great time with a few beers, suffered than Friday, I mean, but um, <laughs> I just think some of the comments you think, honestly, we'd, we'd never won. Even, I know the under-21s is disappointing, but the fact that we got where we got to um, with some of the group, um, I think it's we need to be stay optimistic, we need to stay positive. Um, I think it's brilliant what we've achieved. To get there, to who would have thought maybe a year ago we would have qualified and we would have got nine in a row um, undefeated. So I think we need to look at that and really stay positive about it. Um, some of the comments, kind of, I can't believe it. Um, even when we look at the squad, my second point is just about the squad. When we look at some of the squad, even like your last caller um, and some of the calls that you've had, I said they weren't big Scotland fans before. Um, but now they've kind of come back to the, the the national team. I think it's brilliant. I think if if we can do that with fans, what can we do with some of the players that are on these fringe? Um, yeah, I probably wouldn't. These are the guys that took us there. So for me, the, the majority of them I would keep, they took us there and they can see us through there. I know some of the names I mentioned, maybe like Scott Brown and some of the rest of them, but I wouldn't bring them in. I think that's unfair. I don't think it's Stevie Clark's style. Yeah, I mean, Roger, this is, this is where I'm starting to wonder or worry that we're just descending into what we do in this part of the world because we've got for instance um Paul on and various others who've reacted to other callers feeling that they've been they've been overly negative and they've been bursting the bubble and all the rest of it yet we're st- we're still getting tweets um for instance I mean Stuart McNaughton you've got to be joking they qualified via back door against average sides who are missing key players and we needed penalties um, Stevie Clark's substitutions against Serbia alone could have cost us qualification and various others saying that we are overhyping the team or being delusional says um, D6MO I, I don't listen everyone's got their opinion I'm not sure which parts have been delusional I don't remember anyone saying we're going to win the Euros or, or we're, we're going to win the World Cup so we're at the Euros and that's more than we've achieved since 1998 when we went to the France World Cup First we've been a Euro since 1996 Majority of the squad weren't born in 1996 So it's a big achievement for Steve Clark And for this group of players And let's embrace it Let's try and be positive about it Let's look forward to these games in the summer Because when they arrive They'll be a big deal Two of them are here in Glasgow And one's England at Wembley Are you confident tomorrow Paul? Because it goes without saying We've We've done it We've got the, the, the major achievement That we wanted to To get from this International break Which is making the Euros um, But it would be nice To carry that momentum on A bit wouldn't it Oh dear Definitely um, I think even when you look at the, Some of the players That we've got um, That are on the bench Some of the guys You've even mentioned That aren't even in the squad Like Sir Gilmore But you've got people Like Armstrong That's still on the, the bench I think we've got a strong Young team That we can take forward So And they're growing in confidence So Getting in against Israel again For me Yeah definitely It's a game that we can win And it would just Rebuild We keep building And um, look forward to the Euros When they come Yeah I mean Roger For those out there Who are urging us To keep our feet on the ground I, I think they have been And maybe some of these people Are struggling to find A bit of joy Where, is, where it obviously exists 
But as part of that then Should we remember tonight That we've got Not a great record against Israel In terms of going to win that game In 90 minutes tomorrow That's going to be far from easy Based on what we've seen against them previously Well we'll beat them At Hamden the 3-2 game um, We've drawn twice at Hamden Winning once in a penalty shootout We were beaten over there Um, I think that's the only time We've lost to Israel So the record's not too bad They'll miss Hatem El Hamid He's suspended He was sent off in the Czech Republic On Sunday night um, near Beaton will start I think Offer Marciano will start and, and they've got Zahavi up front We've seen the danger of him In the past But um, Are they Any much better than Serbia And we went there And got the desired result We don't need to win We just need to match The Czech's result Yeah that's to fair top, yeah. top the group. Uh, I don't mean to, to sound like One of the The, the, the sort of I am jollies on Twitter But we, we did go to Serbia And get the result in that respect But in terms of winning the game In 90 minutes We obviously didn't do that As good as we were We won it for 89 Okay, and, and then Luka Jovic scored that goal if you want to split. Yeah, I know, I remember. Split hairs. Well, you're the one that split hairs. We didn't <laughs> win it in 90 minutes. There's no reason we can't go to Israel and win. Um, Israel are fighting to stay in the, the league, not be relegated. So it tells you how well their campaign has gone. We can go there and win. Let's look at optimistically, but a positivity. So definitely the exact same team for tomorrow, Paul, uh, as, as as Thursday night. Yeah, I would. Um, I'd probably bring. I'd probably give Griffiths a chance. Um, if things aren't going too well, I'd probably bring him on. Um, it's just for me. It gives you that wee something up, wee bit different. Um, and even if it means going two up top, um, I think that's the um, the difference. Because I think you could see the the impact of what he made with a wee bit more extra minutes that he got um, the other night there. So. Yeah, they'll definitely go with the, the strongest team that we've got Get on and we can go there and get a result Gordon, are you starting to see the, the work in progress a little bit as well? Because I'm thinking about some of Once we started getting on the right tra- track under Stevie Clark We were very much about just being hard to beat And you know, just kind of fr- maybe sitting in a bit more Sitting off teams a little bit But in the last two games I feel like And you can tell me if I'm wrong I feel like we, we've taken our press up a notch I feel like we really we, we kind of closed Serbia down quite a lot and, and again, despite different personnel against Slovakia on Sunday. Yeah, I, I think before, uh, Gordon, um, probably last week, it was all about just grinding out results, get a result just for the nation. I'm enjoying the football. I'm enjoying the, the tactical side of it. I think that you're right, he's got his heart to beat. Uh, also, I think everyone's buying into the, the tactics of when we press a game, where we press it. Um, I think that when we get the ball, we've got players of good quality that can keep the ball and pass it and create chances. As I said, I, I thoroughly enjoyed Thursday night's game. I was, I was very confident. Yes, we had a hiccup, and it was a massive hiccup, let me say, especially standing in the studio with you and the mushroom. Uh, but we get through that. I enjoyed Sunday as much as we lost the game, we don't like losing. I'm very confident. I think we're on the way to something here. I think we've got a good squad. I think everyone's working hard together. Uh, I like the fact that Steve Clark can change the formation as well. Back to yeah. a back four, he's got that as well. So I think we're, I think we're going places, Gordon. Paul, I like your positivity. Thank you very much. That was Paul in Greenock. He'll be the final caller of the evening. But you two have got work to do. You're still looking for three players. Since Bertie Vokes left Who've scored for Scotland Under a manager That they've also scored under At club level But not For the old firm Now they may also have scored f- For the old firm w- Worth bearing that in mind what I've got one Go for I've it Dan don't, don't spoil it Go go K- Kenny Miller at Hibs With Alec McLeish Brilliant Well done Yes Absolutely terrific manager.
I didn't think you'd get the iPad going, but well done. Yeah, well done for looking that oh, one up. It's only taking you to five to eight. Well done. <laughs> I never looked at it. I couldn't be bothered with that. Bet the iPad's got some search history, Roger. Oh, <laughs> honestly. Oh, I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's full, boys. It's full. That wee boy at the tech bar at PC World won't go anywhere near it. Uh, right, anyway, you've got two to what get. What about Chris Boyd? No. I mean, he has four. Yeah. The old firm No I wonder if he'd done it For Middlesbrough Gordon Strachan or something hey, Any Middlesbrough players For Gordon Strachan no. You've got You've, clue, not, clue, you've, you've not finished The Birmingham connection yet Oh McFadden Ferguson And Oh that's a good one Striker Oh hey, um, The big lad that played With Hibs as well Gary O'Connor hey, Connor Connor well Connor. Done, Gary Connor. Right last one You've not done Levine yet Levine and Hearts Colin Cameron No Elvis No Andy Webster Right position more recently Christoph Berra Well done Alright we got there in the end Thank you Gordon Diel And Roger Hanna Thanks for all your calls and tweets Another extremely busy Scotland show Who'd have thought it We're back tomorrow at 6 Mark Guidi and Andy Halliday Big night for Scotland We'll see you then Johnny Campbell is up next <laughs>